is the Vinny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Yes, it is. My name is Vinny White. Hello, it's good to be here. This is the Vinny White Show for the next hour or so. You can get involved by texting in at any point you like on 71010. It's basically a steaming bag of crunchy news and opinion with light dusting of... Well, I like dusting of bovine feces dipped in some unprofessional sauce. It's quite good. Um, I'm so annoyed right now. I just can't tell you how annoyed I am about something. Can I get get this off my chest? Oh, I'm t- t- so pissed off. So I, I was leaving my house and I was a bit late for the show. And I like to walk despite the cold, you know. Get rid of the old beer belly and... Um, Get out and about, see the life of the buzzing streets of downtown Toronto, where this studio is. So I normally walk in, but I was running a bit late, so I got an Uber, right? So today I paid for an Uber um, to take me from my house to here, and uh, it was $8, paid for that. Just one small problem, I wasn't in the car. I think I've had the exact same thing happen to me. What's going on with that? Uh, They charge you, can I guess? Go on. Uh, did you program in the location for the pickup and then they show up sort of two or three blocks away and then just leave and then they bill you for like, oh, you were a no-show. Absolutely nailed it. That's exactly what happened. That's why I never use Uber anymore. This is Pat, the producer, by the way. I should introduce you. Um, yeah, that's exactly what happened. So he phoned, it was even more annoying than that, though, because he phoned me, and I can see where he is, because the app shows me where he is, and he was exactly two blocks away, and he said, I'm here, I'm flashing my lights, and I went, well, <laughs> I don't know who can see him, but it sure ain't me, you're on the wrong street, and he said, no, nah, I'm, I'm on the right street, and I said, I don't live on King Street, and he said, uh, I think you do. And uh, you know when people tell you stomach with such confidence, I thought, maybe I do. Maybe I do. Maybe I've got a house there and I forgot about it. No, I don't. I know where I live. Anyway, long story short, I can't... Oh, well, I couldn't cancel it because it cost me two bucks to cancel it. So I asked him to cancel it and he said, and I quote, I can't do that. I don't know how. I don't know how to do it. It's my first week. And I said, well, with the greatest respects, mate, that's not really my problem. And he said, it's not my problem, though, is it? No, I'm having a fight now. Actually having a verbal slam. I think it's more your problem than my problem on the ratio of problem scale. Oh, yeah, who's responsible for that? Yeah, that's exa- almost yeah. exactly what happened to to me. I couldn't believe it. Well, it gets worse. So I get here and I look at the app thinking, I hope he didn't charge me anything. I've got a cab here, by the way, which I paid for. All right, got here and he charged me. Right, and you can see that where he apparently picked me up from on the little map isn't my street. So I spoke to Uber and I said, "Right, I don't even live on that street. I didn't, I didn't get in the car. He must have made the trip without me, which is mental and not particularly wonderful for the planet." Um, and so, therefore, I don't want to pay. Right, this is their response. We understand that you're frustrated and would like to receive a refund for this trip. But after reviewing the trip, it does look like the driver completed the trip as requested. I told you that. I know he did. It's just I wasn't in it. They go on. Due to this, we're unable to issue a refund. I recommend checking with friends or family to see if one of them got in the vehicle. Well, I could give them a call, but I'm confident they didn't because they're three and a half thousand bloody miles away. That is hilarious. How could they possibly think of that response? I love that. 
of like, oh, I we understand that you ordered an Uber, <laughs> exactly. but do you have children that might have ran out to your front door and quickly jumped in? Have you got a grandmother with dementia that would always wanted to be on the radio? Is that what happened? Yes, you got me. I mean, what the hell? So now I'm having a fight. Now, my most recent response is, uh, if you don't pay me back, I'm going to call the police, which you know I'm not going to do because I can't be asked. <laughs> but I've got nothing left. Yeah, yeah desperation. Can it's you tough. text me your Uber nightmares on 71010? Have you ever paid for a trip, for a nice little trip across town, for a nice guy to uh, have a little mosey along uh, to your destination without you in it? I'd love to hear from you. 71010, text in Uber Nightmares. And you know what? Cabbies are listening to this and they are pissing themselves laughing. They're loving this. It's the best thing promotion for their business is just yeah. ma- make sure everyone knows that Uber will charge you if they pick you up or not. Yeah. So well done, you. Meanwhile, I read this week in uh, Scotland. This is how bonkers the world is now. Another a road-related rarity. In Scotland, there's a village, and they were fed up with people driving quickly through it. So they had a village meeting, right? Villagers are now dressing up in fluorescent jackets and pointing hair dryers at cars to mimic police speed cameras in a bid to deter fast drivers from the city of Moray in Scotland. Wow. <laughs> there's not 40 people that could get some, you know, asphalt and build a few uh, speed bumps? No. And and also, there's no loyalty, because if you're really that upset about it, lie down, be a speed bump. Take one for the team. Exactly, yeah. Residents of Hope Man fear someone could be seriously injured or killed, which is a serious issue, speeding. So they had a meeting, and uh, the councillor, Dennis Slater, who lives in a town called Hope Man, said, it's very dangerous, the speed of the traffic is crazy, I tell you. They come whizzing through here, and you kind of see them. Oh, sometimes they go so fast, you kind of see their plate, you know. Uh, especially when the kids are go on the school in the morning. We don't like that. I mean, it's quite alarming. So what we've done, we've decided to get a few of the wee lads down the road there. Got a bit of time on their hands, you know. And they go out there with a the hair dryer and they point out the cars. And you wouldn't believe it, they slow right down. It's fantastic. That's a very uniquely Scottish solution to a very common problem. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? I don't know if it's you... It, I don't know... If it's uniquely Scottish, in the sense that it's not using a Scottish thing, unless the hairdresser, hairdryer was invented in Scotland. No, I mean, who else would think of t- such a roundabout way to try and get people to slow down as to just pretend to be cops doing speed traps? I nailed it. And you accidentally gave the answer. Roundabout. That would be the answer. Hmm. North Americans don't know how to use them, though, do they? Actually, we they built a roundabout in the small farming town that I was born in, and uh, some people drove right through the center of it. <laughs> <laughs> and they ripped the suspension right out of their cars because just a big country road, and all of a sudden there's this thing in the middle of it. It was very funny. No a, one was hurt. I did an outside broadcast when I used to live in Ottawa from um, a roundabout. Well, luckily, we weren't on it, but we were next to one, and they just built it in... Uh, just outside uh, Ottawa. I have never seen such a bunch of idiots in my life. Stopping, right, on the roundabout and going, now go on, you go. 
That's not how a roundabout works. Exactly, yeah. You have undermined the power of the bout. They don't, the right, the whole right of way thing uh, is over most people's yeah. heads. And I don't want, like, don't let me out. I don't want to be let out. It just, that's completely balls the entire system up. Oh, I know you're being nice. You're from Ottawa, but don't do it. Meanwhile, you know, there's a someone up their bum shunting them. Anyway, um, that's terribly rude. I meant in a car. Don't worry. Sorry about that. Um, okay. Oh, well, we've got to do a break. I've ranted for so long. We've got to do a break. Hey, coming up, Amanda Capito and I are going to have some bants. Quality banter. Join the banter bus. Uh, also, I'm going to talk about the, um, you know, that guy. Just for a bit. <laughs> You're tuned in to The Vinny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. <laughs> okay, so update on the whole Uber thing. I just got a refund. I don't know if it's because I told them I was working for News Talk 1010 and I was about to talk about this. It probably helped, let's be honest. Let's see what they said. I've got an Uber receipt. So that's that. Um, I just want to see what they actually said. and Did I get an apology? Since you did not take this trip, we fully refunded your fare. Oh, that's one email. There's another one from them here. Oh, that's it. No apology. Well, we corrected the fare. I've got loads of emails, but that's the only one that really says anything. Okay, well, there you go. Got my money back. Would be do. Better than a kick in the teeth. Yeah, I would. You know, I'm so stubborn that I would have probably just gone on at that forever, you know? But I think they know I'm not lying because if you look at the Wii map, it doesn't go anywhere near the address that I put in to be picked up from. So it's a pretty clear case. Yeah, most mine was the same thing. It was not I on the intersection that I plugged in. It was he was on neither of those streets. He was on a gas station two or three blocks in the other direction. Ah. So I just deleted the app after that pr- actually, on principle. Uh, did you really? Yep. I'm ne- I will never use it again. The, the thing of beauty of Uber is everyone's copied their model already. There's so many alternatives mm. and they're more they're the most expensive uh ride-sharing app. Waze is uh it's much better. <laughs> this broadcast is really not working for them. Um yeah. I actually tried to get him on the phone. I thought it would be great radio to phone him up. And because I know his name, I know what he looks like. I never met him, but I've got all the pictures and stuff. So I was going to say, hey, Ahmed, um, what what was that about? And I just wanted to hear what he'd say. But unless you're on a trip, apparently you can't phone him. Very confusing. Anyway, let's move on. All is well. But do keep your text coming. So far, I've got uh, a few saying uh, I had an Uber nightmare. Uh, same thing happened to me. I decided I'd send them 15,000 texts in a week. That worked. I got my problem resolved. Uh, well, there's loads more coming in. I'll I'm kind of jealous. You guys all seem to got your money back. I didn't get my five bucks back. What you need, mate, is to be on the other side of the glass. Yep. Yeah. Old Billy Big Spud's here. Got the power. Hmm? Name power. Yeah. Brand power. Just say that you work for News Talk 1010. They don't need to know you're a producer. Plus, you chime in quite a bit. I fib a lot that way. Yeah. Very, there you go. I once actually worked for a radio station who didn't print business cards, so I, I designed my own just so I could get into nightclubs. It's great. And then I thought, well, hang on a minute. I don't need to be. It's not like they're checking. You know what I mean? Like the bouncers, 
that let me off because I was a local radio personality in Ottawa. They they didn't go, well, hang on a minute, I haven't heard you. I could have just put anything. So why don't I always just design my own cards for everything in life? Exactly. Vinnie White, most famous celebrity. Fact. In the new age of facts. Speaking of which, Trumpy time. Let's get it done. Donald Trump is skipping the White House Correspondents Association dinner, which is good because he's the least funny man in the world. We'll, we'll see what's going to go on. Uh, he did tweet this week, as he always does, Shouty McShouterson, maybe the millions of people who voted to make America great again should start their own rally. It would be the biggest of them all, he said. Uh, to which I would say, I hate to break it to you, they did and it wasn't. It would be three million smaller than the rally of people who voted for Hillary. But um, but nobody does anything as well as he does. And And that really is true, isn't it? Imagine if we could just get all the times that he'd said nobody does whatever as well as me and put them all together. I wonder what it would sound like. Nobody can do it like me. Nobody. Nobody can do it like me. Honestly. Nobody's stronger than me. Nobody has better toys than I do. There's nobody bigger or better at the military than I am. Nobody loves the Bible more than I do. Nobody builds walls better than me. Nobody's better to people with disabilities than me. Nobody's fighting for the veterans like I'm fighting for the veterans. There's nobody that's done so much for equality as I have. There's nobody more pro-Israel than I am. There's nobody more conservative than me. There is nobody that respects women more than I do. Nobody would be tougher on ISIS than Donald Trump. Nobody's ever had crowds like Trump has had. There's nobody that understands the horror of nuclear better than me. I mean, nobody even understands it but me. It's called devaluation. The sale of the uranium that nobody knows what it means. I know what it means. Nobody knows more about trade than me. Nobody knows the game better than I do. Nobody in the history of this country has ever known so much about infrastructure as Donald Trump. I know the H-1B. I know the H-2B. Nobody knows it better than me. Nobody knows politicians better than I do. Nobody knows more about taxes than I do. Nobody knows more about debt than I do. Nobody knows the system better than me. There's some old classics in there, but the one that I didn't actually hear before was nobody knows more about the horror of nuclear but me. No one knows more about... Well, I think the residents of Hiroshima might have an edge on you. Yeah. There's been a lot of nuclear testing around the world. Yeah. Also, I don't know if you remember last week when he said he was going to invest more money in nuclear weapons. Uh, I, I know I always say this. Not going to believe it. Stand back. Hold on to something. I think he might be full of bovine excrement. Fact! So the New York Times, the BBC and CNN are among several major news outlets recently banned from a, a, a recent press briefing. Uh, Donald Trump, a man with a face more punchable than Pierce Morgan. A face in a sort of hue of orange spray tan that I think must be called Sunny Delight. Uh, has declared that the press are the enemy of the people, which is rich, coming from Mr Angry Pants late-night tweeter, Haiti McHaterson. So Sean Spicer, of course, the US press secretary, a man with a face that resembles a stuffed ham with a small wig on it says that the White House will aggressively push back to media outlets, or as it's called in China, censor. Uh, but that's it. That was banned. CNN, BBC, New York Times, big boys, banned. Don't just carry on with your life like that's normal. That's insane. That is absolute maniacal madness. 
You can't ban news organisations. That's the end of a free press. And Americans are always going on about the First Amendment. So the BBC are banned. Do you know what that means, right? Just, just to understand what that means, just pulling one of those out, the BBC, a, a reasonable news source that I, I quite like, of course, with my background. Let's have a look at where else on the planet the BBC are banned from reporting, all right? Here's a list of a few. In 2015, the Iranian government granted the broadcaster, the BBC, a licence to report on Iran's nuclear deal. It was the first time the BBC had permission to report in Iran in six years. A ban from the BBC uh, also happened in Zimbabwe. That was lifted in 2009 after eight years of restrictions from the country's government. Uh, in 2015, Rwanda placed an indefinite suspension on the BBC entering after a row over its 1994 documentary on genocide. Uh, in May last year, three journalists were banned from North Korea. Three uh, BBC journalists banned from North Korea after being detained over their reporting, uh, which they said spoke ill of the system. And Norway. No, not really. You can do anything in Norway. I just thought I'd chuck a curveball in there. But look at that. So that's like now the US Was uh, Washington, right? The actual press room of the White House, the BBC are banned from it. And the other places that the BBC are banned from, just so we can understand what that means, Iran, Zimbabwe, Rwanda and North Korea. A world trip, I would say, for the adventurous or borderline suicidal. So, madness. And that is absolutely not good enough. That is the beginning of a very bitter and possible end. I don't like being a doom monger. That's what talk radio is across North America. But don't underestimate just how severe and warped that is. And the, the excuse, by the way, from Sean Spicer, a man with a face that resembles a stuffed ham with a small wig on it, said that he's going to aggressively push back. Censor. Bonkers, mate. Bonkers. Uh, all of those agencies have got their knickers, understandably, in quite a tight knot. And fair play, I can't believe I'm saying these words, fair play to Fox News, who said that it's not good enough and it's not fair. Thank you. I mean, if there's any time for solidarity in the media, now's your time. And I wouldn't mind, like, if Trump spoke any sense. He doesn't even speak in full coherent sentences. He's speaking a different language. Do you know the Japanese translators actually said about when they were asked to translate? This is a quote from one of the Japanese translators. They said, it's really hard. He rarely speaks logically and only emphasises one side of things as if it were absolute truth. There's lots of moments when I suspected his assertions were factually dubious. He's overconfident and yet so logically unconvincing that my interpretive friends and I often joke that if we translated his words as they are, we'd end up making ourselves look stupid. The President of the United States. Sunday nights are already quite miserable. I believe I've made them just that little bit more depressing. You're welcome. This is The Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. It's that time again when we wheel in my unofficial co-host. It's the croaky Capito. Hello. Thank you. For what? Wheeling in? Why? Are you calling me fat? <laughs> <laughs> well, this has got off to a good start. <laughs> and I know, I'm, I know I have a raspy voice. I just, I'm getting over the flu. It's always something with you, isn't it? Oh, listen. I work hard, play hard, okay? You are a little socialite. <laughs> How many parties are you going to tonight? <laughs> it's the Oscars, so obviously three. 
three parties in one night. <laughs> I'm going to try to make it all three. Two for sure. Just most pop people buys. don't go for three parties in a weekend. <laughs> and you just rock them all out in, a, in an evening. Well, this is the problem. When, when three of your decently good friends are throwing parties, you feel like you need to show face. Like, they're putting so much effort. So. I'm not sure I like the way you categorize your friends. Am I in the decently good selection? Well, like, what a good friend. I didn't, I didn't mean to be offensive. Decently good. Like, it's not my best friend, but they're, like, fairly but close. they're decently good. Yeah, they're, well, like... Oh, I'm sure they're flattered at that time. <laughs> Am I in the top tip oh, top is... list? Yeah. I would say you were in that list, too. Like, you're... Decently good. <laughs> yeah. Like, not best, but right there. Oh! Okay. I thought we had something. We do. To make it in my decently good list. You feel like this would be a bit smooth if you gargled some hot water or something. I believe me. I've been trying. I'm on a freaking puffer. So you're going to three parties tonight. (laughs) Trying so hard to get better. (laughs) Socialite. Stop out. Oh, God. She's going to die. Excuse me. Okay. Um... I have two stories about travel nightmares, and both of them happened today. Today? Yeah, I went to get a car to go. One of those stupid little cars that makes you look very unfashionable, because it's half a car, the smart cars. Oh. And um, You can park anywhere, at least, with those. Yeah, they're really good. They are. It's a great service, actually. Yeah. And I, I don't have a car, so it's great for when you want to do run errands and stuff. So um went to go and get one. You book it on your phone, and then it says, all right, well, you've got half an hour to get there. So I got there 15 minutes later. There was nothing there. There was just there's just a, a parking space with nothing in it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so I, did someone steal it or like I don't know. Happened? It was flashing, saying, well done. Get 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 in then. Oh, wow. And I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? There was the Bronco. That's, okay, that's bad. That's bad GPSing. Like, they clearly should have... Like, yeah. Well... So I had to cancel that one, all right? And then it said, oh, there's another one a few streets away. So, okay, I'll go for that. Clicked on go and get that, all right? Walk there. Battery ran out on my phone. Oh, no. Uh, you can't get into it without your phone. Uh, I would never do this. This sounds like too much of a hassle. I walked home, got my charger and my laptop. Oh, my God. So I could charge my phone from oh my laptop. Oh, my God. Whilst walking back. Got there. It had cancelled because I got back there too late. And it was gone. And I had to, I had to get another one somewhere else. Oh. It wouldn't let me get... It was That was the more annoying. It was still there, but it said, you've already tried this one. Oh, no. And you didn't get back there in time, so you'll have to get a different one. And I think <laughs> I paid a can- cancellation fee as well. That sucks. So I was quite frustrated by that. Finally got one, did a bit of shopping in that. It all took longer than I wanted. Got an Uber, right? I thought, I, I, I was normally walk to work, but I was running late. I was at home, flapping about, and um, I got an Uber here. Well, tried, yeah. right? Ordered an Uber. Uh, it was about two blocks away, because you can see where it is. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, uh, I'm outside. I said, you're not. You're about two blocks away. He goes, no, I'm here. I said, oh, I guess it's dodgy GPS again. Seems <laughs> to be the theme of the day. Right. Maybe those satellites have been nudged out of position a little bit or something. Yeah. We go out there. He's not there, right? So I phone him. He's two blocks away. And he's like, I'm flashing my lights now. I don't, well, why are you doing that? You're not... <laughs> Like you you can, think... You're flashing at no one. There's no <laughs> point flashing your lights. Oh, my gosh. And um, he didn't speak very good English. He goes, oh, I'll come round to you then. And then he phoned me again five minutes later, by which point I was thinking, I could just be halfway what? there by yeah. now. And he goes, yeah, I'm still in the same place. Are you coming here? And I went, no, oh. you, you told me you were coming here. Oh, That's no. how Uber works. Oh, no. So, and he goes, what? I don't understand. But I'm outside your house. I went, no, I'll tell you now you're two blocks away. Are you on, I won't reveal my street, are you on Street X? He goes, no, I'm on Street Y. 
I mean, I live on Street X, you guys. I don't think you do. Oh, oh no, gosh. you're telling me where I live. Oh, no. Right? He's probably new to Uber. He's probably new. It is. And it says, I looked, I, was, God, I won't know all about him. I have oh. plenty of time to read his bio. Yeah. It says it's his first week, right? Oh. So I'm like, listen, Ahmed, I know it's your first week, but if you wouldn't mind, just drive him around because it's quite difficult to get to you. I've got a lot of bags and stuff. And he goes, uh, all right, I'll come to you. In the end, he didn't turn up. I phoned him up. I said, listen, mate, cancel it. I'm getting a cab. Oh, my God. Jumped in a cab, got here. He bloody charged me for the Uber. He took the Uber trip without me. There's a little map of where we were supposed to no. go. He come and rocked up outside and just dropped off no one. Oh, my God. And got on with his life. So I phoned him. He won't answer the phone. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it. The fact that he did the Uber ride without you just so that he could charge you. Phantom customer. That's so funny. So I've already written. <laughs> <laughs> so I've already written to Uber, right? And they... Yeah, you'll get it back. All of this will be a distant memory soon. Do you know why, Amanda? Because we're going to Nicaragua. Yes, we are. Um, so yeah, I suppose I should tell you, dear listener. Um, Amanda and I are eloping. And... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I haven't told you this yet, Amanda. <laughs> I just wanted to double whammy surprise. Thanks. Wow. Um, I never thought my proposal would be like this. Yeah. No, I don't really like the winter, so I've decided to go to Latin America for three weeks, which I quite often do during the winter. And um, this time I thought, why not bring a few buds? Because I am 40 next week and I thought I well, might as well sort of have a benchmark. So I've asked you and a few people down to Nicaragua and we're going to have a party on the beach. And when you get an invite for a birthday party in Nicaragua, you say yes. Is it going to be better than your three Oscar parties? Who knows? I'll let you know uh, afterwards. When you describe going to Nicaragua... Do you say, I'm going with a friend who's decent? <laughs> <laughs> no, I say my good friend. I'm really excited. And also, fun fact, you've been, you're wearing even a t-shirt that says Nicaragua right yeah, now. You're I so excited. It. You're not supposed to pronounce Nicaragua. it? You're not supposed to pronounce one of the letters, the G? Nicaragua, or the, no, you're not supposed to pronounce the R? So in England, we call it Nicaragua. Okay, that's completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Which is wrong, actually. Nicaragua. It's, yeah, you don't pronounce Nicar- the last Nicaragua. G. Nicaragua. Yeah. That's how you're supposed to say it. Nicaragua. Someone corrected me as I was running around saying Nicaragua. Yeah. Oh, I Nicaragua. Have one. I have one. Last time I went, a friend of mine from England said, oh, I didn't know you were going to Africa. Nor did I. Oh, no. Yeah. That's I think bad. they mi- mixed that with Namibia. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway, in case you're not geez. sure, Nicaragua is the skinny bit um, in the middle of Latin America, just north of Costa Rica. And uh, we are going to rent motorbikes. You fancy that? Are we going to do that? That's, yeah. I'm kind of scared. We'll take it nice and easy. Okay. And uh, we're going to go around Ometepe, which is a volcano in the middle of a lake. Love that. That'd be fun. Lots yes. Lots of kids and playing in the sun and, oh, just the pace of life is so slow and cold Tonya beers and, oh, it's heaven. Uh, so we're going to do that. We're also going to go to a place called Laguna, Laguna de Apoyo. Do you know about this? Yes, you were saying it's like monkeys or something. Yeah, there's monkeys there, howler monkeys, and lots of. Um, there's a huge lagoon, and it's basically a dead volcano full of water. Cool. And that's really beautiful. And I believe you and I might come with you. Are going to the Corn Islands? Yes. Which, oh my gosh! If you want to Google something to change up your desktop at work, go check out Corn Islands. Yeah. They're beautiful. Slash torch yourself. Um, Why? Well, I, I always found when I had pictures of beaches on my desktop at work. I found it quite painful. Mm, I see. 
particularly when I was in a job that I hated. Yes. You know, because the allure you is... You became resentful. Yeah. Okay. You know, bloody trees sitting there swaying in the wind and me dealing with Doris. Oh, but you're supposed to put yourself there. So it's just be like... <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm going to lean on. psychology, maybe if you had like this really bleak, grey car accident scene on your desktop. Do you think you'd be happier? No, that sounds horrible. This but, is the difference between me and you. I would never do that. <laughs> Why not something more cheery? Eh, let's go over the Palm Beach. You're quite right. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I like to try new areas. Right, okay. A Thinking bit. outside the box. Yeah, where else are you going? Yeah, I said, Leon, the, that's for the volcano boarding. That's what you told me about. Yeah, I've never done that, and I'm going to be completely honest with you, I wouldn't do it. Why? It's too dangerous. You think the motorbiking's more safe? Yeah, statistically. No, I don't... You know the statistics of volcano boarding off the top of your head. I know head. it's the most dangerous sport in the world. What? Is and it a I sport? A, did I not tell you the, the story? Oh, I shouldn't tell you this because no. it's going to put you off. There was a guy I met in a hostel last time I was in Nicaragua, right? Now, bear in mind, oh, no. there are some key elements to this story, okay? Okay. First of all, it was night volcano okay. boarding. Okay, so already not going to be me. Exactly. So yes. it's already different. Okay. Yeah. Volcano boarding, by the way, if you're not sure, is pretty pretty much exactly what it sounds. It's strapping yourself to usually like a sled. Like a toboggan. Yeah. Exactly. That's what it looks like. Down the side of a volcano, but it's like ash. You're That's going down exactly the ash. Right. And that ash is, is usually, of course, being in the middle of the day and it's black. It's usually pretty hot. So you wear safety goggles in case those things flick up in your eyes. Yes. And so on and so forth. So cool. So this guy, right, first of all, I was sat at the bar with him and I couldn't help but notice things weren't going that well for him because he'd broken one leg. Oh, God. And two arms. So I was actually helping him with his beer. Oh, no. How does he... He couldn't even drink. <laughs> one of his arms you could move, but oh. then the other one was, like, completely right. Oh, that off. sounds horrible. Yeah, so this is what happened to him, okay? Okay. What a catalogue of errors this is. So first of all, he said, I've never done it, so I thought I'd go for the night one. Well, there's your first problem. Right. Right? So he goes up there. The guide, the Nicaraguan, um, had never taught that particular... Oh, shoot. Hill, right? He'd done it a couple of times, but he hadn't done that particular side of that volcano. So they clamber up there in, in the hazy evening, and by the time it's pitch black, they're at the top, and they're ready to go. Now, what should have happened next is they should have had radios from top to bottom. So the idea is the first guy goes down with a radio right. and then says, okay, tickety-boo, I'm down safe, send the next guy. And as they keep coming down, you get the report going right. up Clearance. the top of the volcano. Yeah, okay? makes sense. So the problem was they forgot their headgear and they forgot the radios because they're all in one bag. So when they got to the top of the mountain... The headgear, should, you should have like miners' lights on there. Right. And you should put them on so you can see, see where you're going and also people can and see this you. This is the point where it should have just been cancelled. Exactly. Like, That's exactly what would have happened in nearly any civilised country. No discredit to Nicaragua. Right. But it is a third world country and it's a bit dodgy. Yeah. You know? And we're so mollycoddled here. Well, you've got to park round this way. You can't drink in the street there. It's up to you, mate. If you hurt yourself, good luck to you. Yeah. You know? It doesn't matter what you've signed. It doesn't mean anything. Oh, no. So if, if you've signed anything anyway, because it doesn't sure mean anything. Yeah. So this guy goes up there, right? And then like, he says, I thought I was supposed to have uh, the headlamps. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, I, I forgot them. All right. I thought I was supposed to have radio contact. Yeah, I forgot them. Okay. So he said, well, let's send a girl down and, uh, you know, see how it goes. So this idiot goes, the woman, who, bless her heart, was airlifted to hospital after this, went down, right? She broke so many bones. 
it was a track that wasn't ever supposed to be gone down, but they couldn't see where they were going. Oh, no. So, so, you know, some of these boulders, these volcanic boulders are enormous. Oh, my gosh. So she went smacking into these things and rolling downhill. She gets to the bottom, and she hasn't got a radio. So they shout, you're right. She shouts, no, for God's sake, don't come down. They can't hear her. Oh, no. So he said, and I quote, I thought she said it's awesome. Oh, my gosh. So they said, she's like, she's like, she's saying, whatever you do, don't come down. Get me help. This is an emergency situation. I don't know what I've done. You know, I can't see what's going on. I don't know where I am. I'm cringing. I'm cringing. I don't know if I'm at the bottom. I don't know where I am. Oh, my gosh. Is this it? Have I got more to go? Oh, my gosh. So he thought she she said, awesome. He jumps on, goes down, hits many of the massive rocks that she's hit, right? Breaks his both his arms and his leg. Quite a bad break on his leg because he had the, um, you know, the upper one. Yeah, the it's full all leg. the way up. Yeah, yeah, the full leg thing. Oh god, he had that going on. So he's down at the bottom and he can barely hear her. Like she's a, over a few stones away, right? In this sort of rocky prop, and he's like, "Are you here? I, I don't think I'm all right." And she's like, "I'm not all right. Are you? Are you the?" ambulance guy because she's all all over the shop oh god and he's like no i'm no good to you i think i've broken stuff too then they send someone else down oh my god <laughs> i know I was, I was listening to this story with my mouth open oh sorry this is not normal okay oh my gosh and um yeah so they send someone else down amazingly they were fine right they, they had a few bumps and scrapes and things like that but yeah. they just got lucky you know maybe you can when you can't see what you're doing uh, they all three of them managed to shout up for God's sake, get us help! Don't yeah. anyone send, send anyone else down here. So then they had to get um, an air ambulance out of there, which took hours, unfortunately. Oh my yeah. goodness! For bo- both of them, air both ambulance, them, air ambulance, yeah. And Nicaragua, and, the, and then they went to a hospital in Nicaragua. Yeah, they went. Um, hospitals are actually quite good in in Managua, in the capital. They're, okay, they're quite have a high standard, so well, they were quite well that. looked after. Oof. And then he was just killing time. He said he can't fly yet, so he was just sitting at the bar for a few weeks, just waiting. Oh yeah, because you you um, expand, right? Yeah. So you're cast. Yeah. Oh wow. I know. And I said to him at the end, I said, "Would you would you do it again?" He goes, "I'd be honest with you, I would do it daytime, which is what I should have done." Right. Which is amazing because I just wouldn't even want to go near a volcano. If I right. Was well. So enjoy that, love. <laughs> I hope I come back to tell the tale. I heard that afterwards, as a result of that, they cancelled night boarding. Well, good. Yeah. Rightfully so. So yeah, good luck with that. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm I'm gonna be fine. I'm gonna um, just go with that. So we're off for well, I'm off for three weeks. I guess you're not coming in on your own, so I'll, <laughs> I'll be... take over the mini white show. <laughs> you nearly sound like him. <laughs> <laughs> At Broken this point, away. oh man. Yeah. Um all I need is a beautiful accent. Indeed. Thank you so much. Um let's go and have some fun. Uh so dear listener, we'll be back doing the usual show in a few weeks' time. Uh, until then, this is Amanda and Vinny signing out. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. You're tuned in to the Vinny White Show on In Depth Radio News Talk 1010. Have we got to do another break, or is that it? Great. Pat's saying it's all Vin. It's all me, Kitty Winks. Um, so normally on a Tuesday morning, I go in to the John Moore Show, who. I'm not just saying this. I mean, I'm just saying it, but I'm saying it with sincerity. Um, but I am just saying it. Um, he's great. The John Moore Show, if you don't listen to morning radio, uh, what's wrong with you? It's great. I really like him. He's so interesting uh, and 
he just covers so many topics of a morning that you're bamboozled with great, intelligent radio. And I, I really mean that. He didn't even pay me for this. Um, although I will demand at least a coffee. And, uh, yeah, so that's what I normally do on Tuesday, but not this Tuesday. Do you know why? I'll tell you why. I'm going to be Canadian. Yeah. Ten and a half years, and it all happens on Tuesday morning. I am going to swear an oath to the Queen of Canada, who I recognise her from somewhere. I think I might have seen her before. I think she might be already my queen. But apparently that doesn't get me out of it. Apparently I still have to swear an oath to the queen. And I will become Canadian, which is quite emotional, actually. I have to be completely honest. It's uh, for a, for a you know, British stiff upper-lipped imbecile such as myself. I have to say that I'm, I feel quite warm and fluffy about it. Who knew that I wasn't a solid core ice man? Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And um, this means that I will no longer be a permanent resident. I will be an actual citizen, which means I get to do everything from join the Navy uh, to vote to uh, also if I commit a heinous crime, I can't be deported. So what I'm saying is you're stuck with me. Aha! They will let anyone in. <laughs> Absolutely anyone. Those doors are open. Me, a Canadian, you are having a laugh. Have you heard this? That's not even close. I'm not even trying. I don't even like maple syrup. I should be thrown out on that alone. I don't think I've got a checkered shirt. I don't like beavers. Uh, well. It's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it. So that's happening on Tuesday. And uh, then Saturday, I'm 40. So I said to my girlfriend yesterday, I said, you know, right now, you're going out with a 39-year-old... British person, and in a week's time, you'll be going out with a 40-year-old Canadian. What the hell's that about? I mean, a right identity crisis. So I'm looking forward to it. I'll let you know how it goes when I'm back from Nicaragua, because I'm going to Nicaragua later in the week. I'm making this show very me, 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 aren't I? Oh, well. It's quite an interesting week. It's not every week you become a different nationality and then immediately say, thanks, but it's a bit nippy. I'll be back later and go down to Nicaragua for three weeks. There was nearly a point, actually. The flights worked out such as I nearly had to bring my suitcase <laughs> to, to the oath. That would <laughs> be good. Yeah. Thanks very much. So, uh, yep, love the Queen. Brilliant. See you later, yeah? Ta that would make them a little suspicious. <laughs> I was going to leave it in the car outside just to sort of... Because I thought it seemed a bit rude, you know, after all this effort. You get it and they go, ta-da. That's none of their business. So I'll get a Canadian passport, um, which is something to be quite excited about. If I chose to go to America uh, over the next four years, it would make my life easier. But I think I'd rather dip my uh, testicles in battery acid than go down there at the moment. Um, so I won't be doing that. But it'll be nice to have a Canadian passport and uh, a British one, because obviously I don't give up being British. I would never do that. I wear a pith helmet every day. And um, because of Brexit, I'm also going to go for an Irish one, because my dad was Irish. So proper James Bond-esque, three passports. I was going to say, that is that is very good. More passports, the better, I say. Yeah, exactly. Make you look like an international man of mystery. Mm. I was thinking about an, a name change as well. Right. Maybe. Jason Bourne. He had a lot of, a lot of passports. I just realised how close Jason Bourne is to James Bond. I never thought about that until you said that. 
Yeah, I think it was a very transparent, who's the guy who wrote it? Very, like, well, this is our version of it. Yeah, our I'm, version of Ian Fleming's classics. Exactly, a more bare-bones version of it. I've never thought about that. You, my young man, you, can I take a moment to become emotional in this very peculiar changing week and tell you, you have got a bright, budding future ahead of you, young man. Thanks. From one Canadian to another. <laughs> and also, aren't you British as well? No, I lived there for a while, for about three or four years, but I don't think uh, I ever had uh, citizenship or, you know, a passport from there, no. Ha! So you can't do the tri-passport thing? No, I wish, believe me. Yeah. I might be going a bit crazy by getting the Irish one, but I just want to be able to scoot around Europe without people going, oh, you left us. Exactly. I think that's the uh, the more the merrier. That's yeah, what I and say. everyone says, oh, don't worry about Brexit, it'll be fine. Obviously, everyone needs British people spending money in their countries. Have you met France? I mean, no, you know, they are pretty stubborn. They'll be like, well, you did leave us. You'll have to buy a visa. London is the financial and banking capital of the world. For now. Let's hope it stays that way. Anywho, uh, what else can I tell you? I think that's enough news. My God. What do you want from me? I'm becoming Canadian. I'm moving to Nicaragua and I'm going to be 40. All right. When I say I'm moving to Nicaragua, I'm only going for a few weeks. But that's more than a little holiday. So, unfortunately, uh, if you do like this show, God knows why, um, I'm afraid I won't be around for a bit because uh, I'm having three weeks off. So, this is the last show in three weeks, which you would think I would make more of an effort than this. But, you know what, I'm sort of already in holiday mode. <laughs> what do you think I should wear to my um, Canadianism, the oath? Because I left my suit in Windsor. I was there for a wedding the other day and I accidentally left my suit there. So I don't actually have my suit. So it's a choice of, I'll give you a multiple choice, uh, quite ill-fitting pants shirt, or, and I know this is a bit out there, but it's a bit of a giggle, beaver outfit that I wore at Halloween a few years ago. Proper beaver outfit where my head comes underneath the two teeth. Do you think they would let you do that? I, it's, a, it's a difficult one. I definitely have... Some good clothes in the car. Because I think, in you know, it's a celebration. And there's the tests are over. I passed all that stuff, did all the paperwork. It is a wonderful... It's a momentous occasion. Ceremony, yeah. So, and I, you know, they're only human. So I'm guessing that the judges would go, oh, okay, well, that's a bit of a laugh. Or would they go, hmm, a bit disrespectful. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, it's a... Uh, I'm all... Well. I'm the guy who says go for the bit, but, uh, you know, you could have a T-shirt and jeans on underneath it. Yeah, just to be on the safe side. Yeah. I think what we're saying is don't go halfway. <laughs> don't yeah. go with just, just just a massive flat tail and half a suit. That's what you're saying. Exactly. If you're going to do it, do it properly. No half measures. Exactly. All right, enough about me. Let's move on. Seven new planets. Seven new planets. What are we going to call them? Well, you'd think they learnt from Boaty McBoatface, but people never do. NASA have asked the internet for the new seven planets. They're about 40 light years away. That's roughly 235 trillion miles. Uh, far enough. But uh, they're very exciting. They're new seven Earth-sized planets. That's good for gravity. Uh, they orbit a uh, dwarf star called the Trappist-1. If they've just discovered it, how come that's called the Trappist-1? Because... 
I think they discovered the just discovered the planets. They always knew the star was there. Oh, I see. And that it's only just recently they discovered the planets because of the gravitational effect on Pluto. They always knew the star was there, but then all of a sudden the one of the planets, which is very large, uh, got to a point in its rotation that it started affecting Pluto, and that's how they went. Uh oh, this tra- trapeze one has planets orbiting it. Trappist. Trappist. Not, not trapeze. It's not Cirque du Soleil up there, mate. <laughs> they believe that the three planets could be the right temperature for water and therefore life! Ha ha ha! Can you get me some sort of music? Do not like... quickly. <laughs> no. Could you hum something? They believe three of the planets mm-hmm. could be the right temperature for water mm-hmm. and therefore life. Mm. <laughs> you know, it was. it was... Borderline horrific. Um, so here's some of the suggestions that the internet have come up with. Uh, my favourite. This one, that one, the other one. No, not that one. The one to the left, to my left, and oh, forget it. Um, another suggestion for the seven new planets from the internet. Uh, what if their people already named them? LAUGHTER <laughs> Uh, someone a bit of a rap fan said, why don't we call them Puff Daddy, Puff, Puffy, P. Diddy, Diddy, Sean and Coombs. I guess that's his real name. Uh, also, Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Moe, Curly, Joe and Alfred. That's good. That's my favourite. Those uh, are good working names. The obvious one, Sleepy, Grumpy, Bashful, Dopey, etc. Um, what do you think? What would you come up with? To name all seven of them? I don't know. I thought I always like the using Latin names and things like that. It makes me think of ancient Roman history and stuff like that. Dollars, ipsum, flopsum, flipsum, flapsum, flopsum. That yeah. sort of thing, yeah. Sounds bigger and more, you know, grander that way. That's probably that's actually probably what they would lend up, wouldn't they? Or I think they've kind of run out of Greek mythology now. Um so that's that's what's going on. We've got seven new planets. Would it be a little bit of an ego trip to recommend seven news talk ten ten hosts. You know, the really, really loud, obnoxious one, Jerry. Is it all I'm saying? We love him dearly. But my, he's more angry than a fiery planet. Uh, I'll see you in a few weeks. I'm going to Nicaragua. By the time I come back, I'll be 40 and Canadian. I don't know what's going on, but it's all a bit of a giggle. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I desperately enjoyed doing it. And uh, it would be nothing without you. So, uh... Keep trucking. Back in a few weeks. Keep warm. Keep happy. See you then. Ta-da.